Welcome to Backstage with Becca Beat with special guest Jordan Dobson. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of Backstage with Becca Beat. On this episode, in 2019, he made his Broadway debut in West Side Story where he was a standby and alternate for Tony. He's played Orpheus in Hadestown on Broadway, was in the original Broadway cast of both A Beautiful Noise and Bad Cinderella, and recently got to be a part of the movie Maestro, directed by Bradley Cooper. Please welcome Jordan Dobson. Hi! Hey, how are you? Good. Very excited to have this schedule today. I was looking over your resume the other day, and I like was realizing that you have not stopped, basically. I feel like the pandemic kind of stopped you, yeah. but you have not stopped since, like, 2019-ish. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's been kind of crazy, honestly, but such a blessing, you know? Wild. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just goes to speak, like, it speaks to your talent and oh. to Broadway, like, finding you and wanting to keep you. <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah, like, for it. <laughs> they're like, yes, we need to keep him in shows. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's so wild. And I like bounce around so often, which is also pretty wild. So Yes. Yeah. Well, it's awesome because you have a variety of stuff on your on your resume. Yeah, yeah. In a matter of like a short amount of time. I I feel like I never like stay in one show too too long, which is kind of wild. Yeah. So first of all, uh how have you been? How's life? Um, what yeah, it's it's been kind of crazy I mean like I I feel like I just got back to the city after being in Jersey for a while and um jumped back into a beautiful noise which has been so insane to be quite honest so um yeah just like having a bunch of fun but also just trying to keep my head on straight and like you know stay settled yeah and like find time to probably do stuff like during the day and yeah yeah just like oh my goodness yeah auditioning during the day doing the shows at night and just trying to like stay in touch with my family as much as possible um I have a cat so like whenever I can I just sit on the couch with her and just like you know (laughs) yes I mean and just like chill you have to that it's a requirement I think (laughs) yeah she my cat her name's Lemon she kind of reminds me to chill out and not to like be go 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 and all the time I'm like well I gotta I gotta hang with them so yes yeah Yeah. so I want to talk theater have you always known that you wanted to be a theater performer and when was the moment that you like first realized that you could do it and you have like that talent yeah um no I didn't really always know that theater was going to be for me I mainly um grew up as a musician um like woodwind woodwind instruments and piano and drums and stuff like that and I always wanted to be in the orchestra like in the pit of of Broadway shows that was that was always my goal like when I went to see Wicked I was just like um watching the conductor the whole time and just like seeing who the who the reed player was um who I ended up working with the reed player in Wicked oh my gosh yeah West Side Story which is my Broadway debut so full circle yeah, very full circle. But the moment that I realized is, um, that I could be an actor is I, I started doing the shows in high school um, just for fun. And then I saw a production of Parade at the Arden Theater in Philly. 
and it kind of changed my my whole life to be quite honest I was like this is insane this is so one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen I think I want to do that um and then from there on out I auditioned for one theater program you know I had I had applied to a bunch of schools for for music but I was like if I get into this one theater program I will it's like a sign that I, I should be an actor and then I got in I went to Temple University so oh my yeah. gosh I mean well I feel like of course you got in like <laughs> that musician edge too it kind of is probably a plus True. for you because like well he knows how to play instruments as well yeah definitely a huge plus in, in my whole career like I've I've been playing at least in in the two two of the shows that I've done on Broadway I've played guitar in both and yeah. just like other other regional shows I've gotten to play the wind instruments and stuff but I like when I was auditioning for for a temple it, it was not a like of course he got in like I knew nothing about theater I didn't have like a binder like a book as we call it like you know those um those books of like musical theater anthology songs yeah I that thing it was just like here's my song and it like wouldn't stay open I think I was wearing like, <laughs> shorts like it was it was not professional for me <laughs> well they saw they saw talent and yeah. you were like oh okay well pleasant surprise that's I'm gonna do this right it's awesome potential <laughs> yes yeah I'm very yes so before I get into Broadway I actually want to talk about you're in an Oscar nominated and like highly award nominated film right now that yeah. Bradley Cooper directed like sheesh so <laughs> it's called Maestro yeah. how did you get involved with that and what was your experience working with Bradley Cooper on that like oh my goodness honestly it's just so wild hearing you say that like I that's something I never thought for myself um and it just feels so surreal um it, it came about just like any other audition my manager emailed me and was like hey here's an audition for Maestro actually at the time I think they wouldn't tell me the name of the film um I think I knew that it was about a conductor and that might be it because sometimes with big projects they're pretty secretive they they don't yeah. tell you the name they don't tell you the script they don't give you the script sometimes a fake script which I don't think that was the case here it wasn't like a fake script for me for Maestro but I didn't have the name and I didn't know exactly what I was auditioning for um but yeah I, I just sent in my tape of me like you know, doing the scenes and con like fake conducting. And it, it a while had passed. And then they were like, hey, we want to do a session with you um, with the casting directors. So we were on Zoom just like this. And I was like in this room, I, I put a backdrop and a ring light and did the scene. And then a few days after that, I either did that one more time with casting or they were like, Bradley wants to Zoom with you, like be on Zoom. And I was like, okay, like, what should I? And they were like, they were like, you don't have to prepare anything. Just be ready for anything. And I was like, okay. So I'm like looking up improv skills, like on YouTube. Like, I don't have a lot of experience with improv. And I'm just like, what's going to happen? And he actually just offered me the film. Like, just, oh. we were just like chatting as as just people. He was like giving his daughter a bath. It was super, super casual. And he was like, yeah, so when we do the film, or I hope you want to do it. And I was like, uh, yeah. yes. <laughs> I do want to do it. 
Um, and it just turned into this like really surreal moment in my life that I got to be on that set and work with him and learn so much from him. He's absolutely brilliant. So it was, yes. yeah, that was really cool. Like speaking of multi-talented. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He's directing the film while starring in it and writing, like co-writing it. So he would be rewriting and he would be like, oh, I had this idea the other day. And, you know, and he always stayed in the Lenny voice because when I meet Lenny, it's later on in his life. So he's older and he kind of like talks like this, you know, like, um, so he would be directing and changing cameras and be like, oh, just start improving. You don't have to stick to the script. And all while like sounding like Lenny and being in full prosthetics. I don't know how he did it. It, it was just juggling so much. All the while, I, I have to just like, he, he just so patient. I, I told him, I was like, this is my first film. I'm trying to learn as much as I can. And he would walk me through. He'd be like, oh, I'm changing the camera lens to do this because of like, break it all down for me. And I was just like, thank you so much. I got to learn so much about the industry and yeah. Well, also, I think it's really cool that you're in a film about a conductor. But <laughs> yeah. when you mentioned earlier that, like, what inspired you originally when you saw shows was the conductor, like, in Wicked. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's so incredibly full circle because I've always wanted to conduct a huge orchestra like that. I mean, that's yeah. as a, like, band nerd, that is my dream come true to do something like that. And I just never thought I'd be able to, especially when I switched to acting. So the fact that both worlds collided and I'm up there on the podium in Tanglewood where Bernstein actually did his master classes. Oh. I, I was like bawling my eyes out. Like I'm a mess. Steven Spielberg's there and I'm just like crying. <laughs> oh. But it was, it was honestly the best moment of my life. It was being able to conduct that orchestra on camera, like for this film, you know? Well, and learning from also someone that you've seen in multiple movies. Oh and my goodness. Who's yeah. like work you get to you get to be like, wow, I'm like learning from this person. Yeah. And like funny story, when I was doing West Side Story, which was my uh Broadway <laughs> debut, um Bradley Cooper came to see the show and I missed him. Like I was a standby for Tony, so I wasn't on that night. And I left the theater early because you're allowed to leave when they make their last entrance. And I left and everyone's like, Bradley Cooper was here. How cool. And I was like, I missed my opportunity to meet Bradley Cooper. And he's from Philly. So am I like, I've looked up to Bradley for so long. So that coming back around like so much. Yeah, it was so cosmic. So everything about it was just like the universe being like we got you don't worry you know? yeah the universe said no you didn't you didn't miss your opportunity here it is <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's a kind of like better opportunity to work yeah. to work yeah. with them it, it was so insane like and my friends in west side that were like oh remember when you thought you'd never meet bradley cooper and like here we are working together yes it feels so crazy to even talk about so i'm, I'm so grateful for it literally insane <laughs> so before we get into a west side i want to uh how do you think acting on stage helps you when it comes to filming a movie oh oh that's such a good question um and i feel like a lot of people in the film maestro have us have a similar experience because a lot of us are stage actors 
which Bradley kind of took a liking to. And I think it's because, actually, I'm stealing this from an interview from the casting director of Maestro, but she said it, um, Shayna, um, just that theater actors are so malleable because there's so much that you have to deal with on stage. Um, you're creating an environment and an atmosphere in your mind, pretending that as if an audience isn't there. Um, so you're creating this world. And then there are so many variables on stage that you have to deal with. So many things can go wrong and you have to keep going. So the ability to just like roll with whatever's happening um, was very helpful with screen acting where it's just like, you don't always have to, well, in this case, didn't always have to stick to the script, could come up with new ideas on the spot, you know, collaborate with anyone else in the scene and be like, oh, actually this, or how about this? Um, so there's just like a lack of fear when it comes to something new and unrehearsed, I think. Um, and, and also just like a, a bravery to like, to just like, yeah. you know, go for it, like sink your sink your teeth into it. To kind of like adapt to whatever's happening in the exactly. scene, probably. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, what a cool experience to get to like, I mean, were you expecting during the filming process for it to be like a big award season movie? No, no. I I guess other people around me were saying like, you know, this this already has like a lot of buzz. Uh, but I just like didn't listen to it. I was like, listen, I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to do my scenes and hope that I don't mess anything up. Um, but I just try not to think about that stuff. And same on Broadway, like try not to yeah. think about the like the award season and all that. It's it's just like a part of the industry that stresses me out so much that I'm like, ah, I can't even like I can't even think about it. And then after the fact, it's. I mean, that's the nice thing about film is that you do it and it's done and then you can just watch it. And if it gets awards, it's like awesome, cool. But in theater, you have to keep doing the show. So if you get no nominations or you get a bunch of nominations, you either have to live up to that every night or keep proving that you're you're worth being on the stage. So it's brutal in comparison to the on-screen world where it's like, I went to the premiere of Maestro and I was with my manager and my heart was beating and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. It's such a big night. And then I I was like, wait, I don't have to perform. I We already did it. I'm just going to watch a movie, literally. And that was like a big culture shock to me. I was like, the big opening night, there's no pressure. You just show up and watch it and just like, you're like, yeah, that was me. You're so. used to you're used to performing on opening nights. Oh my goodness! Doing like interviews and then going on stage. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you're doing all this press and everyone in the industry and everyone that you know is there. So you're like, if I don't nail this tonight, everyone in the industry is gonna be like, yeah, remember when everyone Jordan cracked? No. Opening, you know, <laughs> that's what it feels like to me. I get a little stressed. No about big events in theater. <laughs> I think everyone at opening nights of theater or should, well, at least should go in to these opening nights going, this is live theater. Like, this is an experience. These yeah. actors are performing live on stage. <laughs> like, And you know what? You're right. You're right. There is so much love in the audience. It's just these voices in the back of my head yes. that I feel like so many performers have of like, don't mess this up 
and you try and quiet all of that as best you can and that's I think an ongoing lifelong journey at least for me (laughs) I also think it's really cool that you learned that you learned improv for the movie yeah yeah I mean and by learn improv that's like a very loose term I was just like on YouTube and calling friends be like what are the the fundamentals of improv you know like um just because I didn't know what that final callback was going to be and then it just happened to be us chatting about you know actually going to do the movie and then I did not know when we were filming that he was going to be like just say whatever you want to say and I was like okay all right here we go um but he's I I, he's just he just takes care of actors so well because he is an actor um felt more safe I've never felt more supported um and more like valued as an artist than working with him and that entire team that he cultivated for Maestro it was he's just I can't say enough good things about the experience it was a dream come true well he's he's wonderful and yeah. I, I just want I want to say that I am based in LA so like I see a lot of like small shows that revolve around like a lot of actors doing improv oh and yeah these actors in these shows are like improv is the hardest thing Ooh. to learn and to like get that da- into like uh master yeah no I fully agree it it scares the crap out of me um but I mean, that's how you know you're doing something right when you're like so yep. frightened. That's what they always say. So um, I just keep banking on that. <laughs> but yes. I want to get better at it. I want to like take classes and, you know, like really dive into that world. So, Well, you've gotten to do it on, on the camera. So <laughs> yeah, you, you've already got to start. <laughs> so as I mentioned, you've been busy in New York since like 2019-ish roughly. So how did you... Before the pandemic, you got a, you were involved with the West Side Story revival, which I feel like the pandemic kind of like unfairly closed. I yeah. know that it was very like expensive to produce because there were so many like cool effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how did you get involved with West Side Story? What was your audition like? Oh my goodness, it was actually pretty crazy. Um, I had an agent at the time. Uh, I I just moved to the city. I did one um, regional show after moving to the city. And then right after it closed, (laughs) I was hanging out with a cast member. And it was like a a next day audition for the Tony standby in the West Side Story revival. And I was like, they're still casting this? Because it had been like a year of casting that show. And in my mind, I'm like, Tony? Like, we know West Side Story. The Jets are white, the Sharks are Latino. I was just like, there's some mistake, what's going on? And they were like, no, they're doing something weird and different. And I was like, okay. I didn't know the song, I didn't know the songs very well. Um, I knew something's coming, but I I like not well enough to like perform tomorrow. Um, and it was at 10 a.m. the next day. So I just went in and was just like, this is what I got. <clears throat> and then I think like seven auditions and callbacks later was my final I just kept going in and in and they were and over a span of many months then they were like it was down to like work sessions where they were like this is like a rehearsal but you don't have the job yet we just want to see what it's kind of like to work with you and it was me and a few other guys it was just so intense and they were like well to speak about talk about improv yeah. um, 
They were asking a bunch of people to improv, dance, just randomly to know music. They were just That'd like, be so stressful. <laughs> oh my God. They were, yeah, they were just like, show us how you move. They were just like, uh. Uh. <laughs> Um, I didn't have to do that as much as other people because I've heard stories about other people's auditions for West Side, that revival. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of insane. And then on my final, I remember being like, not a, not in a privileged way, but I remember being like, I got, like, what are we doing? I have nothing else to give you guys. This is all, I'm going to keep doing it the same way unless you ask for something different. But they weren't asking for anything different. So I was just like, like what's cool yeah i was like what, what are we doing and they were just like testing my range but i think it was because one i'd never been on broadway before there's a lot of money in this production i think they knew i was going to be going on a lot because it's a really difficult role and and within an in an insane production they probably knew it was yeah. going to be meaning in it i didn't um so i think they were like we really have to put this guy through the ringer to make sure he's trustworthy and looking back, I understand that I totally like it's it's a lot of money going into these productions. So oh you got to make sure someone can do it. Um, and then and then I got it. My agent called, and at the same time, I was I was in like the boot camps for Hamilton. Oh my, my god! Agent, yeah, my agent called. And he was like, "You're going to Broadway," and I was like, "Hamilton." Oh my god! And he was like, "No, West Side Story." Okay. What? I did not think I, I booked it. I was like, there's no way I got that job. And then I did. And I was like, holy shit, I have to learn how to sing this now. Like, it's an insane yeah, scene. It <laughs> is. And the yeah. I feel like the beat is just so, like, it that makes it difficult to learn the lyrics to the songs. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, something's coming alone. And these tempo changes. And, I mean, luckily, like, I come from the world of music. So that, once again, yeah. helped me um greatly in that process but the audition process was probably the most insane audition process I've ever had for anything well and you got to learn how to learn what goes into being a standby too like Ooh. first show on Broadway Broadway debut and you get and they're like well here's your job of standby now yeah I was like what I was like whole full job of itself because yeah. you always have to be ready for anything always and I didn't realize that means like that that meant if he goes to a costume fitting in rehearsal they're like Jordan hop in I'm like I haven't I haven't done it yet and then it's like no you always have to be ready no matter what it could be day two of rehearsal he's doing press they're like we need you to and I'm like okay <laughs> but then like first week of previews he got terribly injured and mind you at this point like understudies standby swings don't get rehearsed until the show is open and we had two months of previews so first week of previews he gets a bad injury and he's like oh I've had this injury before I'll be fine I'll be back tomorrow they're like we're gonna do a precautionary put in it wasn't even a put in they like walked me through some things on stage and then halfway through that, they were like, oh, switching gears, you're doing the matinee today. And I was like, oh, <laughs> can I call my mom? Like, I was just so, so freaked out. And then it went well. And they were like, all right, so you're actually playing this role for the next like month. And oh. I was like, oh, okay. Now it's about stamina and yes. consistency and like figuring out how to do this eight times a week. 
Um, and then from then on, I was the alternate. So I was standing by and doing two or more shows a week. So it was just like baptized by fire. This is Broadway. This is how to lead an entire company. Um, yeah, and luckily I had Isaac Powell who played Tony as like a brother in that sense of like, all right, we're doing this together. We're kind of like, yes. he he was teaching me so much. He had been on Broadway before and um, kind of walked me through it. And when I had to take over the mantle, I knew I could always call him and be like, hey, how how do how do I do this one part, you know? Um, so really blessed for him and the people that surrounded me in that show. I mean, what a Broadway debut to just kind of get thrown in. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, I wasn't like, I knew I was in the show. Like, I didn't know I was going to go on so soon. Yeah, yeah. Nobody knew. Nobody thought that was going to happen. They're, like, most of the people had never even heard me sing. Like, until oh. until I did it in front of, like, like 1,700 people. They were like, oh. Kids got a voice. Okay. Wow. Yeah, because I was like, I was twenty two, twenty three. Like, they're like, this is a, a this is a kid. Like, no oh, one. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I had no credit, so luckily they trusted me after that first show. They were like, all right, we can yeah. work with this, and then, you know, it shaped into, into like, yeah, just just doing it and being, uh, up until the the pandemic, unfortunately, but. The like I feel like that show I was dying to see it and then the pandemic happened and I was like please come back and then everything started like closing yeah during the summer of the pandemic and I'm like no yeah, I'm like there's so many like, shows that I have to see. yeah I, I think one the cast was like 53 people in the cast itself like not company um oh it's huge and just the rain and the special effects yeah. and the filming like the camera work it was so insane yeah. also kind of my first dive into acting on camera was on broadway which is very that's weird so, that's so true yeah we had to navigate like mid song mid something's coming i'm on camera so i'm doing like film acting and then i come out of the thing and then it's so the broadway thing, which is huge so then you have to shift your style of acting mid-song, which was just a great learning. Like, just the whole thing was a great lesson in everything I ever could do as an actor. It was just the biggest test. So What an intricate production. And I hope they, like, can find a way to bring the revival back in that creative way. That would be cool. I've never thought about that. If it that production came back if I was asked to do it I I would still be just as scared it's a it's such a hard role in that production um well and you literally have to like walk on water <laughs> yeah 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 it, it was and dance on water <laughs> oh my gosh yeah you, I, I I felt so drained I would I would describe it as you know the feeling after you're on the beach all day and you're like wet and just like so tired it was and like the sun wears you out because the yeah. sun like drains all your energy. Exactly. Like you're yes. in the sun and it literally wears you out. I I look at videos from Curtain Call of West Side Story. And and now I want I remember why they would always be like, Jordan, can you smile more at Curtain Call? Because I would literally just be like, like, like I'm I, tired. 
And I look back, I'm like, oh my God, I'm mortified that I was bowing like that. But I had, I literally had nothing left. And like a bunch of us, no looked, energy. we were just like wet, covered in blood and just like cold and just like, thanks for coming to West Side Story. We're going to do it again tomorrow. <laughs> well, I think that goes to, I was talking with a friend the other day about how like alternates on Broadway, when you're doing eight shows a week and a show is like that high demand work-wise and like on your body that like alternates definitely need to be a factor in these shows yes I fully agree I think that it should be more of a thing I think it should be normalized that more roles have alternates everyone's like oh yeah that role isn't demanding enough to have an alternate and I'm like anything is demanding when you're doing it eight times a week yeah if I am like raising my hand in a scene eight times a week, eventually I'm going to have a shoulder issue because right. you do it that many times. So yeah, I just think the 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 uh, culture of alternates is one that we need to keep ushering in. Just keep it coming. Yes. I know people that are advocating for themselves when they book a role on Broadway being like, I would like to do seven and I would like to have an alternate. And sometimes it's a fight, but... That's something I plan on doing next time I'm playing a role on Broadway. I'm definitely going to be like, if you guys are interested in an alternate, that is something that I really want and want to advocate for myself. I mean, also it gives other people, like it gives other people a, like a chance to shine. Yeah. And, and more exposure. And exactly. I feel like with these like shows that are being like stunt casted too, like with like, you have Aaron Aaron and like Sweeney Todd and stuff who's right. definitely a Broadway actor but like maybe like have someone who goes on like two times a week who exactly. is extremely talented who no one's seen them on stage yet who right. like that'd be awesome then everyone wins you know you have this alternate who's getting this chance you have the principal actors who's doing it and they get to one have a break and be able to do the shows that they're doing with more fero like ferocity. Is that a word? Ferocity. I, I, I like you yeah. know what I mean. You know. Yeah, like more. Uh, yeah. More stamina. Exactly. That's it. That's it. <clears throat> um. So yeah, everyone wins, and especially like speaking of Sweeney Todd, Nick Christopher, who goes on for Sweeney often, is unreal, unreal. Like I've heard. Yeah. People need to see that. People need to celebrate that. And honestly, like the press and marketing teams for Broadway need to advertise that yes. as well. Like not specifically Sweeney Todd, every show. Like we should start marketing our, our alternates and our covers and our understudies. Um, oh, completely agree. Because like you see some of the like most unexpected, you're like, I wasn't expecting to see like such a talented person on stage. Yeah. understanding this role today like, yeah I, I feel like I've seen some of my favorite performers like when I go into the theater and it's like standby is on today or understudy is on today I completely agree I completely agree some of the best performances I've seen have been uh you know covers for the role and I'm like oh my gosh and now I can't wait to come back to the show to see the principal or, or I'll go to a show specifically because a cover is on like the number of times I've seen Anne Juliet to be like, all right, I want to see Rachel as Juliet and I want to see, right. my, you know, like it's just so much fun. 
I do that in LA too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's a blast. You know, if if you're if you're able to go to shows that often. So um Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, it's the best to be like, well, yeah, I've seen this show like 10 times, but it's a different show tonight because this person's on. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I think it should just happen more often. Speaking of that, you got brought into Hades Town in to to cover Orpheus I think when Reeve was like on a vacation right or something yeah. like that yeah so basically I had I had um auditioned and and had the opportunity to join Hades Town as an Orpheus cover a few times before that but it never worked out with scheduling and you know contractually like it just never like lined up and then one day they just were like hey can you come back in Reeve is going to be filming a movie actually for like at least a month he has a chunk that he has to be filming a month yeah. and they were like we need someone to just play Orpheus for that month and I was like by all means I ha I have yes. I, I have a month I can do it um so I went back and auditioned again <clears throat> and then they were like all right you're Orpheus uh for, for I, th I think it ended up being like a month and a half or something like that which and was Oh yeah, no, please. Good show, like for especially for someone who appreci who appreciates musicians, that role is just like <clears> top <throat> notch. Yeah. yeah, that role and the whole show. I mean, the Fates are playing instruments. the The band is on stage. You're surrounded by all the music. Um, it's it's has always been my favorite show since it came out. Um, like the the concept album, the New York Theater Workshop uh, live album. I actually like stopped listening to it because I was like, I'm going to play this role one day. I've never heard a role that I feel so right for. And I don't want anyone else's voice in my head, even though Damon Dono is like incredible as Orpheus and Reeve is insanely like s such beauty in his Orpheus. Um, I had to just be like, I'm not listening to either of them because like I have to do this one day. So the fact that it happened, I was like, holy shit, I get to do it. Um, everyone who knows me was like, oh, you've been manifesting this for a long, long time. So it was just like a really cool thing for me and, and my my community of people who knew how much it meant to me that I got to play that role. So, yeah. Manifesting works, everyone. <laughs> really does. I'll, I'll burn a bay leaf and be like, this has to come to me, you know, like, um, but it was just so, it was a dream come true. I've never had more fun in a role. I've never felt so authentic in a role and never had like more pleasure singing a score than, than singing Orpheus. Um, and I just got to learn from really cool people. Like, like as a replacement, you don't get as much time and as much backstory as, as the people who created the show. So I was just asking questions left and right, like from anyone I could get information from. Um, and Rachel Chapkin was so helpful. Um, but the people there at the, oh, sorry, what'd you say? I said, speaking of icons. <laughs> oh, literally an icon. And it's, I'm so grateful for her because she carried me through that, taught me so much and was just so, so supportive, but also like, like hard on me which I very much appreciate because I hate when someone's just like, oh yeah, you, you yeah, sound like and like you're doing the job. 
But Rachel wouldn't let me get away with anything. She was like, no, like, this is the moment. And this is how you, you know, and however you get there, you get there. But this is where you need to get. And I was just like, let's fucking go. Sorry. I feel like that also instills confidence, though, because like you mentioned earlier that there's voices. There's always those voices in the back of your head. And I feel like especially for talented people in theater shows, there's always going to be those voices that of self-doubt even though you all are great. <laughs> and the directors, the people behind the scenes, they have to come in and be like, you got this? Like, yeah. have confidence in yourself. It makes such a difference. It really does. So I'm, I'm really, like, I just cherish that. And honestly, someone else in that show who carried me and just like answered every annoying question I had was Amber Gray. I can't say enough about like what she gave me as an actor from getting to work with her. Um, I, I mean, she gave me like this sense of freedom that I never had before. And, and also a sense of like humility on stage that I didn't have to like always transform into this other thing that even though it's vulnerable, I can yeah. be myself at the same time. Um, it's kind of, I, I didn't explain that well, but I, th I think you know what I mean. No, you like, you get to bring yourself to, you not, you're not playing the carbon copy of right. what Beef plays on stage or what other have, have played on stage in like previous productions. You're going about it and you're finding like your own Orpheus. Right. And it's like harder said than done, um, which I didn't realize, but Luckily, I, I just had her to carry me through that and teach me so much. Um, and Eva as well, because Eva is who I was falling in love with every night. And she's just so, one, she's so raw and, and visceral on stage and off stage. And just like such an advocate for our, like our mental health as actors, um, which was so helpful as like me who like often has imposter syndrome and it's like I, I'm just I'm sorry that I'm I'm in I'm now like Orpheus and I know Reeve and she was she was like shut up like oh. <laughs> get it together in in the most beautiful and wonderful way um so the people in that show really really gave me these beautiful lessons for the rest of my career that I just try to share with people when I can, when someone's asking for advice, I have Amber and Eva and Rachel in my ear. Um, and I just like speak what they gave me, you know? Well, I mean, great voices to have in your ear <laughs> at all times. <laughs> very, very lucky. <laughs> yes. What was your favorite? Sound is one of my, my favorite shows on Broadway right now on like tour and stuff. What was your favorite a uh, song to perform on stage as Orpheus and why? Doubt comes in. That's an easy oh. one. Oh, um, it's the very end. Well, almost the very end. And one, it is just like is one. Scary. It's scary. It's scary. There's a hole in the stage, and I'm on the turntable around the hole, and it's pitch black. Sorry. Yeah, you can't see anything. There's just like a hazy spotlight on just my face. No one else is on stage. And they were like, they were like, and really like look up, like almost like you're in a back bend. And I was like, there's the a hole. <laughs> and I can't see anything. And there's a point where I'm supposed to change turntables. And it was just like such a challenge. And like I was just scared out of my mind. So one, it was a challenge. Two, acting wise, 
it's where you really get to let go and almost like have a breakdown almost like you don't really get to but you're on that brink and I think that's like such a special place as an actor to be on the brink of something but not quite there um it's just like fun to play those moments and then three vocally it's just fun you really get to like really get to give it it's I think <clears throat> some of the highest stuff he has Is and I, I like singing in that range when he's like that those parts it's it's just fun to be able to like wail up there unapolog unapologetically because he's Orpheus is scared and also something that something that um I think Amber told me this as well in the show anytime Orpheus sings those la 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 they're always echoed by the ensemble and something magical always happens either he creates a flower or the tables and chairs start floating and my big question was like why does he, why does he turn around like what I know that he's doubting himself but someone on that team told me it's the first time he sings those la la la's and it's not echoed and nothing magical happens. And he's never experienced that before. So he sings it and then he's listening and nothing happens. So then he goes again. Wait, that's mind blowing to me though. <laughs> yes. And it's like, that's why he's freaking out. He doesn't have any power. Uh, there's no one supporting him. So all of that combined it's just like this really cool moment of storytelling. So doubt comes in always when I would get there, I'd be like, oh, here we go. Like, I, I really get to like dive into this like really awesome part of the show. And then you and hear then, everyone gasp at the end when yeah. Orpheus turns around. <laughs> it's like every night. They're like, no. And like, oh my God. And I'm sure some nights are more, were more, more entertaining than others at the end of that song. I'm sure there's oh. like a person in the audience who's like, oh yeah sometimes people would be like come on like they'd be mad at, at Orpheus and I'm like I get it I get it you're like yes mood absolutely <laughs> also, like wait for me is obviously really fun like you're like floating up on this thing you're like pushing the set apart it's it's just like this really cool moment of like literally having like magical powers given to you by the gods hey singing your face off and just being in the center rising up on this thing watching it all happen like in that moment you can see the audience a lot because there's so many lights and I'm just like looking out into the underworld but then I saw my dad and started crying because <laughs> it was just like I've never felt like more of a a leading actor than doing wait for me when you're like rising up Oh my god, yeah. the lambs though. I like hold my breath when when the Orpheuses are on stage and the swinging lights. Oh like, yeah, I'm like watch out for the lights, <laughs> Yeah, you you got to get that choreo right because I've I've gotten hit once. <laughs> oh, ow! Honestly. Yeah, and it's no one's fault but my own. I was just like, trying to live in my acting beat a little too long, and I was like, oh, a lamp. Well, um, there's so much going on, I feel like. There is, yeah. And, you know, I never I never did the role long enough to, like, really settle in to be like, this is second nature to me. So I was still always on, like, thinking mode. Um, So, yeah, with all that going on, you're bound to get hit by a lamp once, at least, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm sure ever. I'm sure literally every person who's played Orpheus has. I think so. Like Reeve definitely has. He's told me about it. Yeah, like he also like taught me the role too. He like taught me lower and you know so. Oh my gosh, like that's legit, like magic. (laughs) It is. I have I have my first flower somewhere here. It's somewhere in my room, but which is so sweet. Oh my god, it's like a souvenir. Well, I'm sure. I feel like I've heard such rave reviews about you as Orpheus that I feel like at some point you're going to get like asked back to <laughs> play the role. So I, that would be really cool if I manifesting. got to- Yeah. Yeah. Let's manifest it together. Cause I know, cause I know more people definitely want to see you in that role. Uh, I, I really would love to do it again. So if it comes back around, I'll yes. listen about it. I'll, I'll let people know. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. So, I definitely want to talk about the Neil Diamond musical. Oh, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful noise. The Neil Diamond musical that you're part of. Mm-hmm. So you also got to do the cast recording for that album. Yeah. And that is such an epic, epic experience. I'm, I saw that, uh, a post about it, like on your Instagram. So <laughs> that must have been like a really special uh like oh my god is this actually happening i get to record a cast album for a show and you get a pretty substantial solo on that album as well yeah yeah it was was that like that was another surreal moment where i was like bawling my eyes out the whole time um just because all these things um all these things i just like would watch videos about in high school on youtube like oh there's kelly o'hara in the recording studio you're like you know like audrey mcdonald record you know like you you just watch these things growing up and when you get to do them it's so surreal and that song i sang the song shiloh and a beautiful noise it meant so much to me because i um I arranged that song myself and brought it into the audition, my oh my initial my audition. And they put it in the show. They were like, you, you got the role, but also we want to use your arrangement and have you sing it in the show, um, which was so special to me that like my arrangement is on Broadway. Like I love ar- arranging music. I love writing music. I never thought that a creative team would, see that I was just like I I don't know much about Neil Diamond but I'm gonna make the song sound like me just like for fun and if they like it they like it and I never thought it would culminate into that so getting to do it on stage every night and um having it be in a cast album and seeing my name on the sheet music is like it's a lot it's a lot to I was gonna say you're forever part of that show yeah and and I've been doing that show since the workshops and the out of town and um I never thought that like a jukebox musical about Neil Diamond would have such an impact on my life. But like now, even like, like Katie Diamond, um, Neil's wife, like we stay in contact. Like she's such a big fan of Shiloh and, and, and Neil himself was like, I love what you did with my song. And like, what? Neil Diamond's telling me that like, who would have thought it's so wild. And I just really stunning. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. I was listening to it the other night and I was like, oh my God, this is like, his voice is just insane, insanely beautiful. 
Thank you. Thank you. It's I, I love singing in that way. And like uh, you, you don't often get to hear uh, male bodied performers sing in their like in such a soft way yes. in their head voice and their falsetto, like much like Orpheus. So I arranged it to to sound like the way I, I like to sing. And it yeah. luckily paid off like in such a crazy way. So, oh, my God. Well, what a what an honor. Uh, and also getting to be in the show since it's beginning stages. How cool is that to watch a show grow and develop? It was just a huge education in the business of it all, the business behind show business, um, watching a show shift and adapt and like eventually have to become a little more commercial to appeal to a wider audience on Broadway. You know, doing the workshop is one thing and then watching it out of town in Boston, watching it shift and like experiencing the shift and being like oh okay people are responding to this more than we than we thought in the studio and then to broadway um it's a yeah it's just it's a cool experience and like i would say if, if anyone has the opportunity to be a part of something from the workshop into out of town into broadway like really pay attention to why the changes are happening which changes are happening and like what the producers are are saying like i was always just like listening to our producers and being like, why, like, why, what, what is, and it's just a, a great, great lesson, especially if you want to dive into other parts of the industry. So. I like that you really like learn and every show you're in that you're like, my goal is to not only like be in this show and do my job. I want to learn stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. I think I like if, if I'm blessed enough to have these opportunities it would be crazy if I didn't like try to like yeah as much information as I can like and and luckily I've been in rooms that have allowed like in West Side when I wasn't on they would let me sit in the orchestra like next to the violins and I would just like chill there or like they would let me sit in the light booth and be like I'd be like what like how are you how are you making this happen how are you even designing the lights um and they're just like really cool collaborators that will take the time to explain these things to me and honestly to most people who are interested so I think that's like, if I can impart any advice to people listening, like learn as much as you can about the industry that you're in and that you want to be in, in every, in every way, not just like being a performer or being a stage manager, whatever you do. Um, Cause it, it just only helps, helps you understand why you're doing what you do. And like the small part that you have to play in this huge, huge scope to make, you know, like show business happen. So. Yes. Well, and now you're back in a beautiful noise in a whole, I think you're in a different, like in a different position right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. They, they called me and they were like, Hey, we need some help with coverage. Would you be willing to like come back for a little bit, learn some other tracks? And I was like, by all means, talk about an education. I've never yes. spoken before. Like, and so at this point, like I had been a standby on Broadway. I had been a, um, Re uh, principal replacement I've been an ensemble member I've originated a Broadway principal but I've never swung and I'm like that is something I know nothing about I have a lot of respect for swings and now I have this like random opportunity to get to do it for just like a little bit I was like hell yeah I'm gonna come learn as much as I can about swinging yes. and it's the hardest like everyone's like oh like swings are so brave so it's the hardest thing and 
oftentimes it's people that have never done it before. And that was me as well. But now that I'm doing it, I'm like, no, it's it's even harder than we're ever, ever saying. It is, you have to be so incredibly talented, but also like your brain has to work in a way that is not required in any other thing. <laughs> like, it's insane. Your brain has to like separate so many tracks in yeah. the same show and the same numbers and mm-hmm. be like, okay, I'm in this track tonight, not this track that I was in last night. Yeah, yeah. And luckily, I think my brain, like I, this is terrible. I get a little bored in long running shows. Not bored. Bored is the wrong word. I get antsy. <clears throat> yeah, you're like, I want to explore. Yeah, so swinging has allowed that where I'm like, okay, I'm getting antsy, but now I'm doing this and I'm doing this. I don't have the room to get antsy. Um, so it's just really fun, but also the biggest challenge. And also to like go back and do it and show that I originated. Yes. It's like a family reunion. I'm like, hey, everybody, I'm back. And I'm getting- like, Yay! Yeah, it's trippy for the original company members though, because they're seeing me on stage in different tracks. And so the guy, the guy who replaced me um, we we also kind of like favor each other. Like we look alike a little bit. Um, he's a good friend, DeAndre Savan. He's incredible. <laughs> there was a point where it was the first time I was on for a different track and me and him were like dancing toward this one girl and she looked at us both and she was like, I actually don't know what's, who's who. I don't know where to go. Like, where's my traffic? Um, so it took a bit, not only for me to get used to it, but for the company used to me in one track to get used to me doing all the tracks. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I feel like that's, again, life theater and like (laughs) learning as it goes is the best way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's just, it's all a big education that I believe is just setting me up for the next thing. Like everything I've trained and and done, each job I've done has kind of trained me for the next job to come, kind of cosmically in that sense. So I'm never going to say no to something that will teach me a lot, you know? I mean, also, like, speaking of, like, the next thing, like, after you first did Beautiful Noise, you get you get to work with Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> like, how <laughs> iconic. Yeah, it was crazy. I, I was there when he, I forgot when it was, but, like, he was, like, DJing in Times Square, and I'm, like, for the Phantom, for, like, a Phantom event, Yes, it was like Phantom's reopening. I wasn't there, but I saw on Playbill a picture of Andrew Lloyd Webber DJing, and I was like, this is actually the most insane thing I've seen. That was the coolest thing I've ever witnessed. (laughs) I mean, what what was your favorite part of getting to work on Bad Cinderella with Andrew Lloyd Webber like? I mean, honestly, I have to say that the Real Housewives parody promos were iconic. (laughs) <laughs> the, the marketing for that show should be studied in years to come yes the press marketing social media team just beautiful work beautiful work um <clears throat> no it was cool the, the the coolest thing was just like realizing that he's such a normal guy like he <clears throat> after I after I booked it before we started the workshop of it because we did a little workshop before Broadway um he was like can you come over I want to work on a new song for your character the song ended up getting cut spoiler it it never happened I went to his place and he was him and David Zippel 
are writing this song while I'm there and I'm like singing it with them while they're writing it and being like they're like hmm, what lyric and I'm like how about this one you know like just like chiming in when I can um and just realizing like how normal of of people that, like they're, they're just like normal guys like he's like a a British dad like like having tea and cake you know oh my um, god <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean, yes <laughs> yeah and it's just like you know like dads like tell stories that you're just like wow this is going on for a while like but it's his, going nowhere it's going on for a while <laughs> right his just happened to be about like blend close and I'm like so it's it's yeah, never like it, to me it's never like it's going on for a while I'm like what and I'm like, like and, and then what like um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like with with him I was just like entertained by history yeah. I was just like tell me more like keep going keep going and then I would just like watch his process and watch David's process and there were a lot of cooks in that kitchen of Bad Cinderella so just watching all of the ideas come through and watching them try to filter them and and us trying to filter them being like that's not gonna work this will work that actually didn't work you know um but at the end of the day everyone knew that we were doing a pretty silly show and a fun show and no one took it too seriously so we all were just were like let's have a good time yes we did it was the most fun I've had on Broadway was with that company um yeah it was a blast well I know I know people on the east coast who were like oh my god why like it deserves a longer run than it got when it closed <laughs> and I yeah. was like again I think I went to New York like two weeks after it closed oh, like, no. <laughs> uh, we we knew that like or at least I knew like once it got announced I was like we're here for a good time, not a long time. Because people were already, you know, like, there's no secret. People were like, we don't want this once it was announced. And we were just like, all right, well, we're going to do it. We're going to have fun. And a lot of people loved it. Yeah, a lot of people were having a great time. But there was like a vendetta from the start that had nothing to do with us. So we were just like, no. we can't control this. Um, let's make the best out of out of what like we're doing here and it really was like the team the cast the crew every, uh, the orchestra like everyone in that building was just there to have a good time and, yeah and it was just like truly the most fun I've had and one of the most special experiences I've had it was and and I love them we're all actually getting together later today um, oh my gosh yeah the it's whole a big family it's yeah a family we have a WhatsApp and um and we just like keep in touch with like oh like so and so Love like that. people in their next shows and yeah we're doing like a, a bar crawl today so that's the sweetest oh my gosh like goals to be in a company like that right like, I feel like Broadway's like a very like tight-knit community but you might not always find shows that are that close and like with cast members that keep up with each other and stuff yeah, it really doesn't always happen. <clears throat> and with that show, the, the other thing is not a single ego in the room. Like, there are icons, like Carolee Carmelo. Yes. And Grace McLean. Like, icons. Not an ego at all. Like, we'll be like, oh, I'm having I'm having a little show, like a little cabaret if anyone wants to come. Carolee will roll up on her motorcycle. <laughs> Literally take her helmet off and be like, I saw on the WhatsApp that you have a show. 
any room like and i'm like what i grew up watching you on youtube and you just took off your motorcycle helmet to come watch me sing a, one song in a cap you know like you're like just, yes there's room <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, please by all means and just everyone in the company is that way just like so happy to support each other on all of our endeavors post bad cinderella um oh it's cool. a family that i think i'll always have so i'm i love i really love everyone in that show literal goals honestly to be in a work environment like that yeah yeah truly I mean, also you probably listen to like a phantom and like cat songs and stuff now and you're like i worked with him the writer yeah. um, it's so like, i've never seen phantom before and my first time seeing phantom was with andrew me and lenady and andrew went oh. to the 35th anniversary of phantom together and we were the guests, and I was like, this is crazy. Oh, my God. My second I... time seeing it was its closing with Andrew as well. And I was just like, this is actually so insane. I don't know what to do. Well, he probably got to, like, watch you be captivated by the show, because I was I couldn't look away from the stage when I first yeah. saw it. Yeah, it was like, I'm sure it was entertaining for him, because it was me and Lenady's first time seeing <gasps> Phantom. Oh, my so, God. And we told him this. We are like, Andrew, we've never... I know this is what made you Andrew Ludweber, but we've, we don't know anything yeah. about this. So like, let's go, let's do it. And it was so fun. He was, it was like fun for him. I think it seemed like it. And Probably. just like for us. So. Well, because he's watching and he's watching a new generation discover but, his work. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the reason like I saw it like five years, like, five six years ago for the first time and I was like how have I not seen this but it's <laughs> it goes to a new generation yeah and it holds up it is so such an incredible piece of theater um, it is. yeah True. he's he's such an icon so I want to talk to kind of like wrap up first of all you've worked with like so many iconic people over your career so, over like the beginning of your career honestly yeah, so who inspires you in the theater world oh um like more than anyone Audra McDonald has always been the one for me like inspires me to the moon and back and in a beautiful noise uh, Will Swenson like that's her husband um so and he he played Neil Diamond so she was there a lot and I was just like trying to trying to keep it together but she was so wonderful and also like gave me some like great nuggets of wisdom. So Audra is a huge inspiration to me. Um, the late Brent Carver, um, uh, rest in peace. I've always looked up to Brent Carver from Parade to Kiss of the Spider Woman. He's also the first like leading man that I've ever seen that wasn't this like huge masculine thing that we think of as a leading man and um <clears throat> that like did a lot for me as a, as a young uh, uh theater actor and still does and um when I get insecure about trying to go after these lead roles that I don't feel super um qualified for because of how I present or how I look or how I so qualified I I think of Brent uh, every every time and just been like he did it so so I can do it too so Brent and Audra are are the two that kind of 
made me the the theater artist that I am, to be quite honest. I mean, honestly, props to you for playing it cool around Audra because <laughs> I don't know if I could. I grew up on that 1999 Annie. Oh, yes, me too. I watched it like, I think like 300 times between the ages of like six and 10. Oh my God, yeah. I didn't keep it very cool. Like there's a picture on my Instagram where I'm actually going to find it where I was like, can I take a picture with you? And she was like, yeah, totally. And the caption is, please adopt me, Audra McDonald, which is not chill at all. Here it is. Yes. Okay. Did she adopt you yet? She reposted it and said, I'll gladly adopt you. I was like, the day that I, I, I that's it. I don't need anything else. It's well, it's official. Then. Right. Yeah. I'm Will Swenson and Audrey McDonald. I'm your new son. Thank you so much. Yes. You're like, hi, parents. <laughs> like, we could do a show where I'm there. You know, that would work out. I'm manifesting that. Too. Manifest. Out there. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm. And when that happens, I'm going to be like, oh, we talked about this. Right. But yeah. I did not connect people around her at all. Not at all. Oh, my I'm God. A mess literally i literally i gone like yeah, I, just, I cry i cry a lot but i i was crying oh my god i i mean i would too i'd be like i watched you and annie 200 and <laughs> something times 300 <laughs> something times <Yeah. laughs> so well, i feel like it's probably hard to have a bucket list <laughs> when you've done so much but <laughs> do you have a current bucket list besides being audrey mcdonald's son in a musical <laughs> Oh, that's really hard. I want to do a movie musical really badly, like career-wise. I want to keep doing like more like on-screen work because I like started falling in love with that. Um, but doing both at the same time that would be really fun. <clears throat> and um, bucket list. I I really want to do all of the like thrill things, like a skydiving. Um, Paris. Why well, went Paris? actually, so that I could check that off. Paris. Um, <laughs> yeah wild but skydiving is definitely number one um right. <laughs> and I want to uh be I get my license as a translator um in sign language uh, American sign language oh my my, God. yeah my grandparents are deaf and my whole family signs and I sign well but I'm not completely fluent um especially in like the new ASL so I want to Make sure that I get my certification and become a translator. Oh so. my god! Would well, be like cool to like have kind of like a crossover of like a movie musical with with like ASL in it. That'd be really cool. Yeah, my dream is if like that Deaf West Spring Awakening production. I I wasn't in New York yet, couldn't audition, but like having it be uh, about deaf actors, which is so so much a part of my life. Um, I was a mess like I was you know it just like was yeah. everything to me so if that turned into a film I that would be the the biggest passion project of my life I would claw my way into that room I don't care how um so that yeah. would be a dream come true oh my gosh or I mean honestly like anything created like any new musical honestly for the screen or anything yeah I yeah I love being a part of a new creation process so That'd be great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So before I wrap up, how do you work on self-confidence in this industry? Oh, through community, honestly. Like 
no like talking to people and like being honest with people I mean like I'm scared and I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know how to pull this off and realizing that when you're vulnerable and like tell other people that they'll tell you right back I've been in that position so many times and I so often don't know what I'm doing and just having people that you can relate to and that can lift you up when you're down and know that you're going to lift them up when they're down um having a sense of community I think is the biggest thing um in, in this industry but just in life in general like we can't do this alone and like Broadway acting, no matter what level you're on, you can't do it alone. Um, so that's that's how I try to try to keep it together. <laughs> it's so very true. You need people to like, hey, like I'm having an off day. I can confide in you today. Mm-hmm. Me and I think I think she'd be okay with me sharing this. I'm um, Grace McLean. She played my mom in Bad Cinderella. She was the queen. And there's a point where we're on the turntable in the very opening number. And it turns and we're like kind of in the back so no one can see us. And we would just check in and be like, how are you today? And I could be like, I'm anxious and my heart is beating really quick. And I, you know, I'm still recovering from whatever, like vocally. She's like, okay, what do you need? And I'm like, just know if I squeeze your hand in the show, like, I just, I just need to know that you know that I'm going through it. And she would do the same. She'd be like, she'd be like, can you remind me to breathe at certain points in the show? And I'd be like, yep. And oh. we would just be there with each other throughout the show. And she's she was my rock in that show. And, you know, it's, <clears throat> you need that. You need it. That's, that's the most precious. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I was, the number of times I've cried in her dressing room. She's carried me through so much. But Oh, my God. Shout out to her. Shout also, out to Grace. Shout out to you for being like a turntable expert. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, at that point with Hadestown. You know, I can do a turntable in my sleep at this point. <laughs> like I can, I can walk out. I've been on one in the dark. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the black. So exactly. Where can people follow you on social media to keep up with your wild journey, to keep up with what you're doing? And like when you're on for beautiful noise. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I do. I, I try and post as much as I can about what I'm working on and what I'm doing. So I'm, I'm on Instagram, only on Instagram at Jordan Dobson underscore J-O-R-D-A-N-D-O-B-S-O-N underscore. And yeah, it's mainly me, uh, what I'm working on, and my cat, Lemon. She always makes an appearance. And yeah, yeah, thank you so much. Of course, of course. And be and uh do you have anything that you'd want to promote or, or talk about? Or I mean, you have beautiful noise that's your yes. land and then a film, obviously. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, watch my show. It's on Netflix. Um, check it out. I'm in that. Um, <clears throat> come see a beautiful noise on Broadway. It's so fun. Um, it's just full of joy. And then there are two other things, but as I'm saying them, they're not announced yet, and I don't think I can say it until they're announced. So, so just like look out for my Instagram or like if something comes out on Playbill or Broadway, like I don't know when, but. <clears throat> Should be fun. And little teaser. <laughs> yeah, a little teaser. Some some things hopefully are about to happen. So um yeah, yeah. And until then, check out Lemon, my cat, on my Instagram. She's the oh my best. God. <laughs> oh my god, fully support. All my <laughs> half my stories of are of my dog. So <laughs> oh, 
All right. Well, we have to connect on Instagram. Yes. Too. Yes. Thanks for watching this episode of Backstage with Becca B. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Becca B Talks TV. Or for more exclusive content from this interview and more, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Backstage with Becca B. Make sure to subscribe to my channel and like this video. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give me a five-star rating. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye!